Hello and welcome back to the Silver Lined Relaunch. And ooh, this is going to be a good one. I've got Natalie Ledwell with me and probably you have heard her name. And if you don't know exactly why, you are going to soon find out that this is someone that you definitely want to be following because she's got so much goodness to share. And I've had the privilege of being on her podcast. And I remember when I first saw her when we were doing this and I, I thought, oh my gosh, I have been watching your mind movies for years and years. And here I get to interview you, talk to you, find out what has been impactful to you and your relaunches. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable. And we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the Business Bootcamp, which is a five-day free event and get involved with this because the pearls that we're going to be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money, grow the money, and strengthen not only your business, but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next bootcamp. You're listening to The Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step -step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. Hello and welcome back to the Silver Lined Relaunch. And ooh, this is going to be a good one. I've got Natalie Ledwell with me and probably you have heard her name. And if you don't know exactly why, you are going to soon find out that this is someone that you definitely want to be following because she's got so much goodness to share. And I've had the privilege of being on her podcast. And I remember when I first saw her when we were doing this and I, I thought, oh my gosh, I have been watching your mind movies for years and years. And here I get to interview you, talk to you, find out what has been impactful to you and your relaunches. So Natalie, welcome to the Silver Lined Relaunch Show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. And so I always like to jump in and really turn it over to you to share where you are now and what has been that very significant relaunch that has shaped who you are right now. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so interesting because I've had so many lives in this lifetime. <laughs> I think about Isn't that the truth? So many different relaunches. Which one do I choose? Exactly. 
it's like my whole life has been a relaunch. You know, I, I my first career was in fitness. And then when I met my husband, we owned a nightclub and then we got into my movies and, and a whole bunch of things. So um, I think the most significant relaunch for me personally was was definitely uh, the end of my marriage. Uh, and it was very interesting, uh, you know, as Hillary was just saying, she's been a guest on my podcast and my podcast is called Not Over, Just Different, which is the phrase that I coined when my husband and I separate. So uh, we had been married for 20 years. And the really interesting thing was, is that you, when you looked at our lives, uh, I mean, we had this incredible wild adventure of a life. You know, we were Australian, so we traveled all over the world. We've been on safari in Africa and you know, running with the bulls and, you know, carnival in Rio and, you know, all of the, the fun things that you can do. And we had this amazing company. We have this amazing company called My Movies where we're really feeling like we're doing what we feel passionate about. You know, I'm I'm the teacher of the, of the and the face of the company. So I get to really be working and coaching with people one-on-one, which absolutely fills my heart. Uh, Glenn is a, uh, a marketing genius. So he gets to do what he loves as well. Um, and so, you know, it, when you looked at our lives, everything was amazing. We were living here in the US. We had tons of friends. We were traveling, successful business, but our relationship was was uh, was crumbling. And uh, I remember feeling, especially for the last two years of my marriage, just feeling so desperately unhappy. Uh, but I didn't want to let on to anyone else that that's what the case was. And so, you know, my my coping mechanism that I picked up when I was a kid was that you know I would just shut down emotionally and put up a facade like everything was okay. Um, and, uh, and to a certain extent, Gwen would do the same things, which is probably why we lasted as long as we did. Um, but, you know, we, we started to drift apart. And I think for me, I actually started to change. You know, when I stepped into this role of, of teaching, you know, law of attraction and personal development, you know, I, as a transformational leader, for me, I think my own development is very, very important. Um, and so as I'm doing all this work myself, I'm starting to change and wanting different things. Isn't this interesting? Before you continue, it is so fascinating being a transformational leader and really leaning into learning as much as you can about, you know, the mindset and the space and law of abundance and attraction. And and you do become this sponge for all this information. And then you start to want to have, you know, even more and, and expand and growth, which is, you know, a primary need of all of us. Yet 20 years you were married from the outside, it looked perfect. Yeah. From the inside, it was nothing but that. That's right. And, and as you're saying this, Natalie, I have to say, you know, I lived in a kind of that, that dual world environment as well with my first husband, where on the outside, man, it looked great. Power couple, you know, rocket ships doing all this, but it really, you know, underneath the surface, it wasn't that. And, you know, you, you, you can only go for so long before, it starts to break before the foundation starts to really crack and you can't keep patching it up. But I know, given I've been through it, I know how difficult it is when it all does come. And even though we build into it, we build up to it, you know, it's still that crashing down of the union. And so how did you, how did you put what you were teaching to use? I mean, how did you start to say, God, I got to do this on myself? 
Well, it's it's so interesting because you know I wasn't happy, but then I'm and then but then you go through all these little mental loops. Where you go, well, I should be happy. Look, I have more than most other people, you know. And it wasn't like we were fighting, and it wasn't like we hated each other, and that we were we were like that. It was just that we were so becoming more and more distant. And I think you know, especially the last couple of years, I think you know, I don't care is what I would say most. Because it's like I just don't care. I'm just defeated. I'm this. I'm like I'm like I'm over this. Um, and we did talk about it, but Glenn's like, no, no, no. I, you know, this is not what I want. I'm like, all right, it is, but you'll you'll finally get there. Um, and so when we finally did uh, end, uh, you know, Glenn had met somebody else. And to be honest with you, I was just so relieved. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. I'm like, first of all, you know, he has someone to look after him. I don't need to worry about him. He's going to be fine. Um, and so the interesting thing for us is that when I look at, you know, what we teach and, and the paradigms and everything that, that we follow, um, I was applying a lot of that because for me and for both of us, even in the moment, we kind of just acknowledged, okay, we drifted apart, you know, um, and I didn't blame him for looking outside the marriage because, you know, we weren't close, we weren't intimate for quite some time. Uh, and, uh, and I was just happy that he was going to be happy. Uh, and we made a commitment to each other, in, even in that moment, in that conversation, that was a shock in the moment, but it wasn't a shock overall, was that we're still going to navigate through this with, with compassion and kindness and respect for each other, which is what we were able to do. Um, and I said, and at all costs, we keep the business. I said, because what we're doing is too important. It's bigger than us. It's, it's something that we really need to, to continue. So we were able to do that. So I don't know if you know this, I'm actually writing the book, The Great Divorce. Mm. And in that book, there are going to be people who truly were able to navigate through, come out the other side, and we're going to hear shortly what's transpired since then. But hey, Natalie, you've got a chapter now in my next book. (laughs) I love that, but but I know we're laughing now, and it there is a lot of um, sorrow. There's a lot of um, heaviness that comes with this. Your uh, Glenn, Glenn ended up um, finding somebody, as you said. It, you know, hey, you hadn't been intimate. You hadn't, you know, it, it was normal. It was you want him to be happy, but. Was there a sting there? Was there like, but wait a second, what about me? Where we, you know, where am I going to be? Or, or how did you deal with that? Well, there was a couple of things that were really showing up, especially in that last year. Number one, I kept having this voice telling me that I was wasting time. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, what do you mean by that? Um, and I soon realized after we'd separated that it meant that I needed to step into a bigger game. You know, we can talk about that in just a moment, what that game is for me. Um, the other thing was that I knew that I wasn't putting any effort into saving the marriage. So when we did eventually split up, my first question was, what was my role? Like, how did I show up in this? You know, why did I show up the way that I did? Why was I getting triggered? Why was I being, you know, um, indifferent? Why did I have these kind of behaviours come up so that I don't do that again, you know? Um, So... I mean, I think while I was in the marriage, all I did was blame Glenn for everything. It was his fault for everything that was going on. But of course, as soon as I lost my scapegoat, I was like, damn, well, if I don't step up. And the thing is, and I've got to be really honest, I was using my marriage as an excuse not to step up. I was Mm. hiding, you know, 
my story was, you know, Glenn has to be the man. He has to be like, I can't outshine him. What a crock of crap. <laughs> it was just a stupid excuse that I was making up because I was afraid to step into what that next big step was going to be. So I had to really get honest with myself about that. You know? So if he's, if he's listening to this, he's smiling. He's like, yes. Yeah. It wasn't all my fault. It wasn't, it, it yeah. truly is, you know, for every ending in a marriage, there's always two sides, two roles that were played, but I appreciate you saying about this, you know, stepping into the next step and that there is this, uh, you know, it's trepidation a lot of times, like it's the fear of what's to come. It's the fear of like, oh my gosh, uh, fear of too much success, fear of failure, right? Both sides of it. But for you, when you finally were like, you heard the voice and you said, yeah, I'm listening. I'm not going to tune it out anymore. Then things started to truly happen for you. Yeah, absolutely. Can you, can you share what started to happen? Yeah, so the, the first thing that that, uh, that kind of came through is, you know, uh, was a voice saying, look, you know, create mind movies for kids. I'm like, hmm. okay, but for those that don't know what mind movies, let's, let's talk a little bit more about what those mind movies are. And right. I know, explain how many you have, which is extraordinary. Yeah, so a mind movie is basically a visualization tool. So it's like a vision board, but it's the movie version of a vision board. So, you know, at My Movies, we've created software to make it really simple for people to create their own movies, which is really a depiction of the life they want to create for themselves. So it's a combination of affirmations and photos that match those affirmations and then music, which becomes the soundtrack or the theme song for the incredible future that you're creating. So when you watch okay, everyone, podcast. how cool is this? <laughs> I mean, you know, you've always heard me say, I don't like these dream boards. I don't like, you know, vision boards. I, I think that, you know, it's just a bunch of nonsense. I'm a big believer in believe it boards and you take believe it boards and then you add this movie aspect, movie of the mind, which I love so much. And, and how many of these do you now have that you have, that people well, have done reached, and that we've reached about 6 million people so far. Yeah. Um, with my movies and uh, you know we're like I said we, we I created like the the children's version which you know had age-appropriate photos and age-appropriate you know affirmations and categories and things in there and then I created it and I'm like okay well now what <laughs> like, now what do I do um, and then through a series of random events uh, I got connected with the dean of a university in Medellin in Colombia who um, we did a you know commitment to donating ten thousand accounts to work with underprivileged children there in in uh, Medellin in Colombia, and he said, "Could you also create a little curriculum to go with it?" And of course, I'm like, "Yes," thinking I don't know how to do that, but like <laughs> this is presenting, and I have to you know take the take the reins. So I created a, a small curriculum uh, which we had you know going in Colombia and Australia and New Zealand and a couple of other countries. And then everyone's like, well, what happens after the 12 lessons? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like lucky to get this, you know, um, this created. And then a colleague of mine uh, who is, has got two master's degrees in child psychology and has worked with kids in refugee camps around the world, uh, she reached out to me and said, let's do this together. And so um, from there, we created this K-12 behemoth of a, a curriculum. There's like 20 lessons for each age age 
We have uh, we have schools here in the US teaching it. Um, we're just about to start in Australia with this new curriculum. Uh, and it really is social emotional learning. It, it's not law of attraction. It's not personal development in, you know, in the, the woo-woo sense, but it's definitely a lot of psychology, a lot of science. Um, and, uh, and so we're starting to make a difference with children around the world now, which is incredible. And, and the, the funny thing about it is it's like, you know, I don't have children. I left school when I was 15. So I left quite young because I'm from a big family. And uh, I'm probably the one of the most unlikely people to, to, to run with a project like this. But, and in the beginning, I was the bottleneck is to this being launched because I had all of these self-doubts that I was struggling with. You know, who do I think I am? I'm not smart enough to do this. I don't have the credentials to do this. Like, you know, and it seemed such a huge big thing, but my own self-talk was kind of keeping me in a holding pattern. And so, my- mm, and so, and you didn't have children. So you're like, I'm creating all of this for, okay. So how did you get past the self-talk? Well, I, so what I did is I really owned my part in this project. So, you know, my colleague, Debbie, she's the one with the master's degree. She's kind of created the curriculum, but my gift is to be able to take her information, put it into teachable lessons create all the digital as, uh, assets for it. Like, you know, we've built the platform, you know, we've put all the, the um, student workbooks and everything together. So I brought all of that to the table and I'm the big picture person. So, um, and I realized that I'm also the type of person because of, you know, the manifestation skills that I have to be able to draw the right people to the project to, to really help this fly. So, you know, really owning my power, owning my gifts you know, rather than going, yeah, you know, who do you think you are? You know, I'm a kid from a family of eight kids in uh, oh country gosh, town in Australia. Like, <laughs> so you're like, mm, okay. But, um, but I think it's number one, believing in myself. Number two, owning my own gifts and my own power um, and, and really shining when it comes to that, when it comes to the project. Okay. So I love, I, I'm often called the, the midlife manifestation mama. All right. I'm willing. I'm willing to share that with you because that's how good what you've been doing. And I had a former company was keeping kids safe security company for kids online. And I mean, you know, you talk about what you're creating, what you're doing and how everything has progressed from kind of that point where you're like, you know what, I need to lean in to what I'm ultimately supposed to be doing. Now, one thing that you did not share, but I know this about you, is that your ex-husband, you still are in business with him. Yes. Yeah, so that- Okay, that's, for some, for some, they'd say like, how is that even possible? And so can you help- those that are out there thinking, I, I want to be this person. I want to be able to have, you know, this relationship with my ex. How did you do it? So uh, Glenn and I were serial entrepreneurs. So we've owned about 20 different businesses together. And so with all of that different experience, what we, what we know to be true about how we work best together is number one, we have separate departments. So, you know, marketing is his baby, teaching is my baby. We don't tell each other how to do our jobs. We trust and know and respect each other enough to know that, that we can stay in our lane and do a really good job of what we're doing. Um, and we're exceptionally fortunate that um, we're an online business. So, you know, Glenn's in Vegas. Um, I'm in Vegas sometimes, I'm here in LA. So we're sort of, you know, in different areas. So we can 
work remotely, not even be in the same city and still be working together in the same company. So, you know. So even though the remote, you know, when you, and you both stayed in your lane, as you said, is there like, because I'm sure that people are like, okay, wait a second, this, you know, this initially when we heard you owned a company and then you got divorced, most people would think the business would have to also separate. It would have to go to one. And you really decided that you could business partner wise, you could 